Greetings, everybody, and welcome to Ear to the Sound, a show that explores sonic scenes, styles, and subcultures through the work of music makers and audio artists. I'm your host, Richard Rumney. Deep House, I'm a piano, techno, drum and bass, om, trance, dubstep, electro, lo-fi chill, and ambient are just a small list of musical genres that constitute electronic music. A comprehensive list would probably be the length of a novella. These different genres all have fairly specific musical criteria as to what defines them, mainly the tempo of the track, the timbre, and sound design of specific elements of the music, the musicality, as an example, some genres embrace traditional music theory, others almost eschew it altogether, and just the general vibe and feeling of the music, be it mellow, moody, energizing, positive, happy, aggressive, exhilarating, etc. Let's take South Africa's beloved Amapiano, a genre that has spread far beyond the country's borders. One of the central elements of the music is the drums, which have evolved to incorporate classic house music claps, snares and hi-hats, subsonic kick drums with layers of live percussion. Typically Amapiano tracks are between 112 and 115 BPM. If they're slowed down, then we're in the musical territory of the other globally dominant genre from the continent, Afrobeat. The now ubiquitous log drum bassline is created using FL Studio's DX7 plugging. Hummer piano often features rhythmically repetitive musical elements such as short saxophone and flute notes. But there is variation in the musicality. Songs can feature rich, hypnotizing chord progressions reminiscent of Deep House, or darker, monophonic synth lines reminiscent of Kwaito. Then of course comes the featured vocalists, who have really been key to the major success of the genre. Whether it's the likes of Vocalistic's pioneering hip-hop influence, or Shasha's Afro-pop style, the various singers and rappers give the genre its own range of originality. Because in the end, all genres of music that follow unspoken rules really need to have something unique and fresh about them to stand out and properly get people's attention. Then there are those electronic music artists who simply have no genre to slot into easily, or at all. And I'm not talking about artists who make a particular style of music but don't like being pigeonholed. I'm talking about artists whose music sounds truly unique and impossible to define according to any one genre. The likes of Fortet, Flume, 
Muriel, Aphex Twin, all need whole paragraphs just to describe the music they make. Gauteng producer and DJ Kimetsu is that kind of artist. Sonically, he makes music that sounds like nothing I've ever heard before. Within his songs, one can faintly hear the influence of genres like house, lo-fi, jazz, and even world music, the term used to describe quasi-traditional, intercultural, non-Western sounds. But these are revealed like far-off figures, almost hidden in a landscape of hypnotic, sometimes melancholic, sounds and broken rhythms. I asked Kimetsu to remix Jinji's 6pm in Daviton, the featured piece of music from the previous episode of Ear to the Sound, and then got on a Zoom call with him to speak about his artistic travels that have led him to this point and his approach to remixing Jinji's track. So I am from a small township in Joburg called Avery Park. But most people know me by my artistic name, which is Kimetsu. I'm a very open sounding producer, you know, so I dabble in multiple sounds, which for the most part are influenced by jazz roots because my dad used to play a lot of jazz growing up and a lot of broken beats, a lot of sample based music because that's what I've been listening to growing up and I think my music is also a testament to that and I think also this this particular remix was like you know a cherry on top because it was like a play on the sampling as well so when I got the gig I was really excited because I was like yo like it's not a foreign thing um, my music in terms of like turning it down to genre it's very difficult. It borrows from so many cultures. And when you bring all of that together and you try and boil it down to one word, it's really hard because now you either end up misinterpreting, misdefining, or it just doesn't make sense. So yeah, that's it. Like I mentioned before, I grew up in a household where like jazz was a really big thing, right? And it wasn't intentional for me to like draw influence or inspiration from it. I just realized it's as a result of that. But I think growing up in primary school, I was really big on Afro house, you know? I was really big on tribal house. And with that, you can even hear it in my music. It's very percussion heavy. When I got to high school, I got introduced to deep house and deep tech and soulful house, you know? But I think for me, the most interesting bit of my musical journey as a listener was when I got introduced to Broken Beat, you know, because it just sounded so intricate. And just really getting to understand the beat counts and everything for me was like a science on its own. It was like solving an equation, you know. And the older I grew, I also got introduced to lo-fi. So in fact, when I started producing, I wasn't making dance leaning music. I was making lo-fi beats for a friend of mine who was rapping at the time. And when he stopped working, I just, I wasn't really informed in terms of like the beat making scene in South Africa, you know? So I was like, the closest thing to do as a producer, quote unquote, is just go to house and I started making deep house. But even in that, I just felt like it was very 
guarded in terms of like, you know, how it has to sound and the approach and the arrangement and everything. And I had to sort of leave that and just stop music for like a bit and just really listen to a lot of music, you know? I also listen to a lot of hip hop, you know, a lot of R&B, a lot of, but most of it is mostly South African, to be honest, you know? Even my friends, like, you know, I think between 2020 and now, I've made friends that make really, really incredible music. And each and every one of them really inspires me in one way or the other. I linked up with Sage Sijatsu, who's an incredible sampler slash beatmaker slash producer, you know, someone that I've been a fan of since like 2018. And just meeting him and talking to him and going back and listening to his music has also shaped my own sampling format. So yeah, I think between jazz, Afro house, deep house, broken beat, lo-fi and rap the music that i make is like a combination of all those influences into one i think what made it even more interesting is that like i really enjoyed the original when it came out with the compilation under pressure sundays you know i really really enjoyed the entire compilation but that song in particular because you know like even the skit in the song is very close to my heart because it's very reminiscent of my childhood and even the sample itself i've always thought Chinji to be an incredible sampler. So having to resample it, it was very exciting because I didn't know what direction I'd want to take. Because the original is a boom bap song, right? And it's not every day that one gets to be asked to flip <laughs> a boom bap track. And because what made it even easier and more closer to my heart is the fact that like I really, really enjoy this song. And when I got the sample, my approach was very minimal, you know, because I also heard what he did on there and it wasn't a lot, you know, so to try and do so much, for me, it felt like it would ruin a lot. Sometimes less is more, you know, and and my approach to it, I really started with the skit funny enough, like the whole song is built on the skit because when I got the, the stems and that's the first thing that really spoke to me, I was like, yo, this sounds like me when I was six years old. I didn't necessarily chop the sample. I just chose the part that really spoke to me. And it was like 16, 30 second long loop out of the entire two, three minutes of the song. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to work with this part of the sample. And what I'm going to do with it, I'm going to work with the high end and the low end and just build it up as it goes. And also to tie all that in, I'm not going to add a lot of percussion. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to make sure that whatever percussion I add ties into the sample itself. What he did on the song is so remarkable. I just have to take it a notch up, you know, and just build this uncertainty as the song progresses. I really want to build a playing field for kids from the townships to really chart different sounds. Not all of us can do Amapian, not all of us can do Afro House, you know. Some of us are inspired 
by Jay Della, for example, you know, and kids need to know that it's perfectly normal to write that out. I mean, we see it now and it's becoming more and more prevalent. All these sample-based producers, people like Zito Moa and Muzi and, and Kei Honada, you know, but I think for a very long time, we've just seen it from a lenses of having it just so far from us, you know, it's just that international sound. It's very snobby and all that. And I think that's one thing that I'm just trying to instill people that actually listen to people that actually follow me as a person you know and to say whatever your inspiration is just do that it doesn't have to be popular it doesn't have to generate money right now although money is really important especially in the creating process you know but like having a catalog having creating moments looking back celebrating your first hundred plays and your first podcast interview you know what I mean it's those little things and just doing that whilst you're doing your music doing what you love and doing what you want to live behind for me that's the most important thing Now let's listen to 6pm in Davyton by Jinji Kimetsu's remix.
Thank you.